Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the afternoon on this Monday here on AusBiz. It's great to have your company for the call between now and 1pm Eastern Daylight Time. This is where we take a look at 10 stocks that you've suggested we have a look at. I put them to an expert panel. I chuck in a stock of the day, a stock that's been in the news for uh, our experts to have a look at. Today, Mark Gardner from Macro is with us. Mark, how are you, sir? Morning, how are you? Welcome to a new week. David Novak from Wealthwise Education. David, Thank good you. to see you as well. Pleasure to be here. Uh, let's get uh, straight into it because we always seem to run out of time when we go through these stocks. It's fabulous. Um, so we want to give you the full briefing. This half hour, uh, we'll be talking about Magellan, uh, Silk Laser Australia, Silver Lake Resources, Credit Corp, and Propel Funeral Partners. That is a great list, a really diverse list of stocks. And I love some of the questions that have come with it that you uh, want to put to our expert panel. So uh, it's fabulous. Thank you for doing that. Keep them coming in. Uh, Stock of the day, I thought we'd take a look at AGL. It's turned down another multi-billion dollar takeover offer from Atlassian's Mike Cannon-Brooks and Brookfield Oak. Um, The consortium had lobbed a revised eight and a quarter, uh, $8.25 a share bid. However, the board still thinks the near $5.5 billion revised offer is still below fair value. Shares just dipping into the red this morning. Um, not by much though. So what do our experts think? Uh, David, whenever AGL comes up here on the call, it's sort of a bit derided because <laughs> they're saying, oh, you know, government's put caps on power prices, it's government mm. regulated, it's not very well run. Mm. Uh, share price has gone up a fair bit yes. under this takeover offer. Yes. Um, what do you think of the stock? I, I actually, um, I think it's turned the corner here personally. Oh. I, yeah, so I'm, I'm more um, bullish on it now than I've ever been. So you wouldn't be selling into this no. into this increase at no, all? No, defi- definitely not. In yeah. fact, I'm having a nibble, a buy on this at right now right I, I like it i like what the demerger is going to unleash is going to more for value for shareholders higher um, gas prices is helping the business look they got locked into a hedging position with their um, you know electricity prices at much yeah. lower lower prices and that's what stifled their growth but you know they're still paying a reasonable dividend they've got a payout ratio around 75 percent of their profits they declared yeah. a 16 cents dividend yield so for me um you know, they need to do more work on the balance sheet, but this demerger will certainly um, uh, unlock that va- extra value and with higher gas prices as well. So um, I like it here. It's, it turned mm. the corner in late December, early January, right. the trend. So this was trending down. You can see oh, that. There you from, go. That shows it really well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. So you can see the trend is definitely moving up. Look, if you bought it here, you definitely want to stop at $6.50, which is that previous low. So if it went back below and closed below, that's going to be a close right. below that, then that would be my exit strategy, which is one of the things that I've discovered 
you've got to have an exit strategy. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. Because, you know, none of, none of us are 100% right all the time, that's for sure. So, so that's almost a five-year low for it, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Five-year when you... Pick, yeah. That was a five-year bottom in December when you picked it then. Yeah, so I, I do, um, I do okay. like... Uh, so I put that down as a nibble. That's actually seemed to come into the rhetoric of our uh, panel of experts here on the call. Sort of, uh, we've got a few saying, a time to nibble at particular stocks and (laughs) see how it goes. And and it's heading, you know, I'm I'm a technician as well. I've been, you know, technician. Yeah, yeah, you love your charts. Love my charts. Timing is everything as far as I'm concerned. I've discovered in 35, 40 years. um, you know, and the, and the trend has changed. The trend has t- turned positive. Mark, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in David's camp. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is something that I've been telling clients for 18 months or so. Just avoid. Is it, is it cheap yeah. enough yet? Is it avoid? Avoid. Yeah. But particularly looking for something that's set up like this. Um, I do like David's comment about. You know, you, I think you need to have a stop in there because if the. Um, you know, if, if the fl- flavour comes out of it and it starts to turn back down again, I don't think you want to get stuck with it because it's been a really savage wealth killer for, for a good five yep. years now. So, um, but obviously energy is very much back in vogue at the moment. Um, you've got people, you know, super funds hunting around for infrastructure assets. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it, you know, I'd, I'd call it a nibble as well, actually. Um, but I think mm-hmm. you, you very much need to... Um, be strict on your stop loss, um, and if it heads back down, you just need to be need to be out of that. But um, yeah, it's one that I mean, it certainly has a fair bit of upside if things start to go well. Um, our research guys are starting to like it as well at the moment. It's got um, you know, it's kind of been a bit of a, a dividend trap uh, previously, so it's not run. I'm really buying for necessarily for dividend, even though it has got a great dividend. Yeah. Um, I'm more buying for the market seems to have exhausted itself to the downside and. Okay. Um, and look, there's and there's a good risk reward uh, proposition there where you're really only risking say 15% for a potential upside of so, right. you know say maybe 30 plus. So you know that when that risk reward's at two to one, um, and you can and you've seen a bottom out like that like it has, I think we're um, I think it's not a bad time to be going okay. into it, particularly with defensive stocks at the moment, right. probably being a little bit underpriced. Um, there's a few of them on the on the call today, so. Yeah. Um, I think there's a few lagging at the moment that um, got a, a pretty decent value in that defensive okay. area. All right. So, yes, on AGL, sort of gradually getting in. Exhausted on the downside. <laughs> Risk reward ratio. Magellan, Mark. Sabrata <laughs> 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 so and Brett, one of you. Uh, on Magellan, talk about, you know, has it exhausted on the downside? Sabrata so says, this was really a good growth stock until last year. It's been falling day by day. I caught this falling knife in the middle. So, Brad, I'll own up I'll, to that I'll as well. put my hand up there uh, as well. This business still looks promising to me as their earnings haven't changed, as the share price depreciated. Uh, Brett says continues to lose funds under management. Um, Nathan and Jumbay actually picked up pretty early. My co- Brett's question is, is what is the underlying value of Magellan's assets in Baron, Joey, Finn, Claire, and Guzman and Gomez? Uh, would this put a floor under the under the uh, under the stock price? Yeah, well, I think those um, Guzmani and Baron, Joey, and a, and a few is early funds management. Yep. I think they've got as well. So, I think the NTA is roughly around here. Uh, they may actually be trading at discount, to be honest. Um, so, look, this is one that you know I. I don't think there's a broker in Australia that didn't really get caught on this one. So yeah. um, they've been, you know, obviously with Hamish Douglas being the rock star, um, that's a huge part of, you know, faith in a, in a managed fund. So yeah. 
Um, I think this one will be okay. I think Hamish is on um, he's on uh, medical leave or something at the moment. Yeah. The guys they brought back in, are, I think, are guys who were there um, in the early part and they were um, and maybe had personality differences, etc. Which you know they're solid operators. They've been yep. sectioned off parts of the fund, so. Um, you know, one, one concern I have, obviously, they can't afford to make any more mistakes. And coming from a trading background, that's never good for your headspace when you're, when you're trading where you can't afford to take, yep. you know, make any mistakes or take, take risks. So, um, so for me at this stage, I think this one, when confidence comes back into the market, um, is, is when, we wanna, when you want to be starting to look at this again. So right. probably at the moment, I, I'd prefer to be long something like gear or just the index. Um, right the index sort of um, ETFs as it stands at the moment. And then maybe, you know, say if you're buying gear at the moment, it's two and a half times leverage. Um, say we get a five to 7% run in the market where things will have settled down geopolitically. I, I'm assuming if yeah. we get back up to there with well, that stage, you'd probably take 15% and then maybe review the position. But at the moment, I think general market com, um, confidence and just, just you know, all so of the no. nervousness has okay. to be out of, out of the market. $55 to 15 in six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you've, if you've got deep wounds um, and still in it, would you get rid of it? I'd be, I've, you know what, I, I, I think I'd be still selling to buy into the, the leverage index. I think the index here is going to hold in there quite well with commodities and financials being the larger part of it. Right. So. I think it's not going to go back up until the index goes back up. So right. you're probably a little bit safer being in, in something in, else in the index yep. for the moment. And once the confidence comes back into the market, I think it's when you probably start to want to have a look at this one. Okay, David. Yeah, well, following my exit rules, you should have been out of this at forty-eight dollars. Right. You know, it's a clear exit strategy for me on the ch- the chart here. That's when it broke below the fifty-day moving average. Um, I was a bit um, reluctant to be so bullish on. Um, a general like a lot of fund managers were because it's always the case, isn't it? It's like what worries me about Macquarie right now. You know, everybody's so bullish and optimistic about Macquarie. I get very cautious about right. Macquarie where it is right now, it's trading. So it was the same feeling I had with um, Magellan. So you'd be getting out of Macquarie at the moment? Well, I'd be taking profits, <clears throat> uh, but you know, right. I, um, yeah, Macquarie's looking a bit shaky up here, I've got to right. say. Um, I'll have a look at the chart in a moment. Right. but. Uh, yeah, Magellan down here, look, I see this as a takeover target. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Platinum Asset Management or even Macquarie mm. make them. I think it's the best outcome for this company right now because, you know, the confidence in management is shot since yeah. uh, Hamish stepped down. But, you know, talking about putting someone on a pedestal and then you're, you're back yep. in, the, in the pits, you know, it's, it's one of those. I've always seen that happen. And so... You know, uh, but down here, geez, it's getting set such a good value. I just would be surprised if somebody doesn't make a move on right. Magellan down here. It's hard to buy it because one thing I've learned is don't try and catch a falling knife or pick the bottom. Yep. You know, it's not a good strategy. Yep. I've learned and it's cost me a lot of money to learn that one. So, but I got to say down here, it's compelling. <coughs> it really is compelling value. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of uh, corporate move on it. Compelling value, but you wouldn't buy it. It's really hard, for, you know, it's... it's Can't, David. Oh, look yes at, or no? Have a small nibble on it. A okay. nibble as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's really... But, you know, you wouldn't put a lot in right, right. now. But okay. i got to say, down here, I agree with Mark. It's just, you know, looks exceptional value. It's uh, NTA value. Okay. Yeah. All right. We've got a nibble. So if, you, if you've ridden it down... Oh, wow. Well, 
What can you say? Do you Jeez. sell it? It's a bit late. It's too late for the story. Right. Yeah. Okay. Too late. All right. Brady David wants a view on Silk Laser. Uh, Brady says, I've been looking at it for a while at the moment. It has five core offerings laser hair removal, cosmetic injectables, skincare services, uh, body contouring, fat reduction. Uh, they've recently acquired Australian Skin Clinics. Mm. Um, and are expecting a lot of cost synergies in the business. They're rolling out uh, products across their 56 stores with the increasing popularity of injectables and ongoing maintenance required, uh, becoming like a SaaS business model. It's a really interesting way of looking at it, isn't it? Sort of what, I suppose, if you get, what's the thing to get rid of? Um, Is it Botox? Uh, Botox, yeah. Yeah. Well. No, no, I can see from your brow <laughs> that you're not. Um, that it's like a SaaS business model, which I suppose is an interesting way of thinking about it because mm. if you get rid of your wrinkles and it only lasts for so long, apparently, well, you'd have to go back and get it again or your, your friends would start mocking you. Um, what do you think? Kind of, kind of like a car dealer, sell the car today and service it well into the future. <laughs> it's, I, uh, Brady, I like the way you're thinking. Um, That's a good David, one. is he on the right track? Oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Um, yeah, except the trend is not your friend. I, right. There's definitely, straight off the bat, I can't buy it looking at the trend. Um, right. And also um, the valuation. Look, they, they've had some good growth here. They had uh, 20, uh, 32% increase in the half yearly revenue, which is very good. But uh, pro forma net profit after tax was 5.7 million for the first half. They've got 180 odd million market cap so it's a it's a small market cap yeah um so just on an earnings multiple it's 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 not that attractive for me right now plus the, the overriding factor right. is the trend but look they've got 119 clinics um they're they they're uh, continuing to um they did a capital raising i think recently yeah but they're uh they're tr on track to build up to 150 clinics uh, mm. in australia new zealand so look, it's a non-discretionary uh, item, and you know, um, as you get older, like we are, you know, you want to uh, look good. <laughs> so, so there is a yeah, look. The average uh, spend, customer spend, is five hundred ninety-five dollars per customer. It's got fourteen, four hundred and fourteen thousand customers in Australia, New Zealand. Wow. So look, if they can double that, I, I, I do like. Look, I would put this on my watch list. Right. Uh, it's not a buy right now, but. I, it's certainly on my watch list, and I, this is the first time I've looked at it, and I actually do like what I'm mm. seeing on okay. the numbers, but I wouldn't be rushing Not to buy yet. it right now with the trend. Okay. Huh? Yeah, look, I, I actually think this is a decent buy, to be honest. Um, they've got a big addressable market. They've got some store opening plans. Um, I think for the next six to 12 months, I mean, realistically, they've, because they've had... Um, the cash to survive, and a lot of the other, a lot of their competitors have generally been, um, you know, sole traders essentially that have pretty much gone, you know, gone by the wayside or gone out of business. They've probably picked up a lot of customers. Yep. Um, it's it's a roll up business essentially. So, um, and a recent IPO, but um, they, they, look, they seem to be doing quite good things. Um, I did. I did notice another analyst said that um, I think API is in this business as well, um, oh. and it's not not run particularly well. But it could be, you know, given that it is such a small market cap, that right. you know, there's potential there for it to be a, um, you know, to be a takeover target. Their margins are really high, so of that five hundred dollars on average that they're spending, I think they're making you know about fifty percent or something or thereabouts. So. Yep. 
Um, as of today, there's been recent director buying as well, um, which is usually a pretty good sign. I was probably, you know, erring on the side of hold and being on the watch list, but um, I, I tend to think, you know, obviously with director buying at the moment, it's probably worth, you know, having a, having a look at. And um, but I think uh, they've had a, they've had a very good last six months with that, um, you know, with those sole trader businesses probably. Right. They picked up a lot. There was a forty percent increase or something in revenue. So, um, so I think. Um, so it's been a bit of just, a roll. I think, yeah. yeah. I, I think you need to. Uh, I think you need to be careful and watch the next reporting season as well. But it's at the bottom of the range here. Um, they, you know, everything seems pretty decent financially. It's, may, it's potentially a little bit overpriced, but you know, I'm, I think at the bottom of the range here, it's definitely worth. It's oh, definitely worth a okay. small buy as it, as it stands. So, um, if it goes well, I think it can go really well. So. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Brady. And I, I love the way you're thinking. On I, this had a, I had a giggle well. when I went through I, Brady's. I think he's about right, actually. I reckon he is, yeah. too. I had never thought of looking at this stock in that mm. way before, but mm. uh, he's spot on. Um, now, Mark, Matt wants a view on Silver Lake Resources. Uh, recently acquired Heartgold, a, a Canadian company, for a very low cost. Eager on the panel's thoughts on the gross prospects of Silver Lake, which is a big gold mine. Yeah, look, um, gold at the moment's you know pretty popular. We're getting close to that two thousand dollar an ounce yep. mark. Um, yeah, look, we we preferred Northern Star and Gold Road in this area, or if um, if you don't want to go a pure gold place, say Oz Minerals, which is about twenty percent gold from um, from their copper as well. So right. it's a little bit safer. Um, but yeah, look, I, I I like this. I'm happy to call it a buy. I do have other at the moment while there's a tailwind behind gold, um, and it technically looks quite good. It looks like it probably would have broken up through those old highs this morning, as you can see there. We got uh, high back there in June, um, so it'll be up. I think it was up about four or five percent this morning. So, right. um, but look, all of the gold stocks are up at the moment. Um, we've um, we're in other precious metals as well, like palladium, etc. So I think they will do quite well. Gold tends to bottom out um, from a correlation basis around the first, around about the first rate hike. Right. Um, usually in the lead up when the bond yields start to spike, um, when they're talking about inflation, it's usually about the worst time to buy it, right. which is why there's so many frustrated gold investors out there at the moment. But um, usually you just probably need to be a little bit patient because those rising bond yields obviously dent, dent gold initially. But now that they've shot through, um, Shot through to you know multi-year highs where um, you know gold's looking a little bit better. But look, I would probably prefer Northern Star. Okay. I think it's um, the acquisition for Saracens obviously stuck quite well. They've they beat all sorts of expectations um, in uh, in their recent reporting where next dividend today was still up five or six percent. So right. that's always a very positive sign. So, but I've got nothing you know hold okay. or buy buy on a pullback. Um, Nothing wrong with the company. Um, it's obviously so. Buy it from you, but it's not your preferred. It's not my preferred stock. in the space. So the go space. Northern no. Star or Gold, right? Yeah, David. Yeah, look, I'm not adverse to a buy on this. Uh, it's had a gap up this morning, and it's up four and a half percent. I'd prefer to buy it on a pullback. Yeah. Um, you know, look, they're, they're, the financials are solid here. You know, they, their production is on target. Uh, their forecast for the year is the guidance is 235,000 to 255,000 ounces uh, for, the, for the, um, June, the June this year with uh, all in sustaining cost between 1550, 1650. So the margin they're getting on the gold price is at least $1,000 Aussie per ounce. Yep. And plus they've got 278 million in the bank, market cap of approximately 1.8, well, maybe 1.9 billion close to now. Um, so, you know, it's all, 
based on the gold price, of course, which is, as Mark said, it's heading up and it looks like it's going to test those highs at 2000 for sure uh, with the momentum that's there. Um, but look, my preference, because the other thing is they hedged uh, 75,000 ounces at a lower price at uh, around 2397 or something right. Aussie. So they're missing out on that extra upside for the 75,000 ounces till the end of this calendar year. Right. So I prefer my preference in the space, which I couldn't believe when I looked at the cash flow statement, was West African Resources, WAF. Oh, right. Um, they their cash flow, their cash generation for the previous December quarter is three times what um, Silver Lake is getting. Mm. Plus, they're slightly less than they're, they're producing. They're in forecast to produce about two hundred thirty thousand ounces. Silver Lake, as I said, is around two forty two fifty. Right. But they're unhedged. They're an unhedged gold producer out of West Africa. Right. And they are generating. I was blown away when I saw the cash flow. Wow. And you know, debt free. Uh, lots of money in the bank, 183 million plus a market cap of 1.1 billion. So about two thirds the value of Silver Lake. So it's better value than Silver Lake. So that's right. my number one pick okay. in the gold well, sector. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't a, think that's a, come up before. It's yeah. sharply up today. I don't know why, because there was no announcement. Uh, yeah. The West Africa. Yeah. Pieces, but I think, uh, from memory, I think they're extraordinarily cheap at the moment. They are. In terms right. of, yeah, been no, they've been they've been belted pretty hard, and they've been left behind. So it's one right. of those. Uh, being this, you know, we often find the smaller cap ones tend to lag a little bit. It's usually yeah. the uh, yeah. you know, the big names that go first. So, right. Yeah. But, okay. but, you, but you've got to look at the hedging, like the, these gold producers. That's why Regis is so low, right? Because they, you know, hedge their gold price at a much lower price right. level. So that's my preference is okay. an unhedged gold producer and get the maximum upside. Mm. But you don't mind Silver Lake, but I just prefer West Africa. Well, that's my, yeah, that would okay, be my that's preference. Your favorite. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go from gold to finance. And uh, Ben wants a view on Credit Corp uh, Group, David. This basically Credit Corp buys the debt ledger of big financial organizations and, and chases uh, payment of it. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty strong performer over the last eighteen months. Well, not on the share price. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. been it's been actually mm -hmm. going nowhere. Uh, look, it's, if you're looking for a steady income yield, uh, Collection House is um, sorry, Credit Corp. I should say they yeah. just actually took over. I believe Collection House. Yeah, some of um, the you know they're on book. about a yield of about two and a half percent, fully franked. Um, look, they're a steady earner. It, it, you know yeah. they are expanding in the U.S. on their um, you know. They, they go out, obviously, and buy distressed credit mm. loans, mostly credit cards from banks. Um, but they're expanding in the US. They, you know, their, their current market share, share is around um, 10%. So they're, you know, they, like I said, they've made a recent acquisition collection house and even radio rentals. So yep. um, look, their, their earnings per share growth is, they're predicting is 9%, you know, for this year. So that's pretty good. Um, your return on equity is 23%. So look, I don't mind this one, um, but it's, you know, if you look at the share price performance, it certainly hasn't been stellar for the last, um, since the, well, since the beginning of almost la yeah, last year, it really has just gone yep. sideways. So to me, it's more of an income stock. I'm not adverse to a buy on it, but right. it, I, I, I can't see much growth here right now. Okay. You know, it's just, and that's so reflected. Buy or a hold, what do you put on? That's a whole, look, yeah, a buy. Look, I, I, okay. like I said, it's a buy. I could buy it here. Yeah, no okay. problems. Uh, yeah. Look, it's um, it's one of the best managed of the debt collection firms. Um, 
Raising interest rates may help it in terms of uh, the default rate going up, but the default rate in Australia obviously is, is extraordinarily low. Um, we are quite leveraged to the housing market, so potentially they, you know, they're going to have some upside on the, um, you know, if you know if, if the default rate rises. Um, it is a good, it's a yielding stock. It's a good earner, but it, you know, two two point two percent at this point in time with inflation where it is is just not enough for me. To have this, and I think there's a, there's quite a few impressive companies out there at the moment that are mm-hmm. yielding higher than this. That um, mm-hmm. so look, I don't, I've got nothing against the company. Um, yep. it seems like a solid performer, but I'd be I'd be probably just sell just for better opportunities at the moment. The market's quite nervous, and we do have some really decent companies at cheap prices um, that are you know that are good income earners and good yielders. So. Uh, you know, this would be something I'd look at. You know, if we if we shot out, if the index shoots out of the lows here, and this gets left behind, and you you know the market gets expensive again, you might sort of look at it. But at this point in time, when I can buy a whole raft of you know other stocks, stock. other stocks at great prices. <laughs> um, so if you've you know, had a good run, take your profits. Yeah, pretty much. Really, look and. You know, 2.4 or 2.2% yield was fine when inflation was much lower, but at the moment, it's, you know, you're going to start seeing bond yields get back up to that point anyway. Yeah. So why why risk it really um, overall when, um, when there's, you know, there's companies like West Farmers down at Lowe's here. I mean, I know they're mm. the same company or, or they're in the same sector. However, they're, you know, or Sol Pat is another one that's coming up. And, um, yeah where they've just got their incredible track record and long histories of performance with high yields, um, I'd, I'd be thinking, well, why wouldn't you be putting your money in something like that that's got some, you know, some capital growth upside as well as the yield? Okay. So. All right. Um, Clint wants a view, uh, Mark, on uh, Propel Funeral, Parlor, uh, Funeral Partners. He says, I purchased this during 2020. It's performed well. However, the technicals seem to indicate momentum has slowed and could be turning. Should I stick with it? Uh, or do I get out while I'm ahead? We had Invocare came up last week as well in the in the same business, and um, which I thought the fascinating thing about Invocare was the number of pet cremations they do now. Ninety thousand oh, wow. pet cremations up five hundred percent in six months. Wow! So that's becoming a real. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you get mm. quirky things coming out of yeah. earnings period. Uh, I looked at it and went. Pet cremations now it's nowhere near a big revenue line at the moment, mm. but they say it's a uh, it's a huge increase. But anyhow, uh, Propel Funeral Partners in the uh, in the same sort of industry. Yeah, look, they've had a really aggressive expansion over yeah. the last nine years. They went from one to one hundred and forty five um, locations. I think sixty seven of them are leased. Um, They've got cash in the bank. Balance sheet seems fine. I looked at the um, mm. I looked at the AGM uh, presentation, and all the numbers seem to be going in the right direction. So yeah. at this point, I'd just say, look, it, it's probably a hold. It's not some. It's not. It's it, it's super defensive, and I guess there is some nervousness in the market at the moment. So yeah. uh, they've just gone ex dividend. So it's um, you know you'd be you'd be waiting you know be waiting a while, but. Um, Look, I, yeah, I'm, it doesn't particularly excite, excite me overall, but if, uh, you know, if you, I think it's still a hold, and I think there's been a recent you know, yeah. pop through the highs, so I think <clears> the technicals, David's probably a bit more of an expert on the technicals than I am, but, um, you know, it, you know, pop to a fresh high is usually, usually fairly positive for the price uh, generally, but um, I probably just want to see, with that, with that really aggressive expansion, um, 
whether it's sticking. Um, that, that's a lot of stores, realistically, yeah. be, to be you know pulling. They've pretty much bought bought or leased at least ten a year for for nine. So look at that. It's a three year high at the moment mm. when death rates are down in Australia despite COVID, because uh, we get. Uh, very few car crashes and car deaths yeah, <laughs> at the moment, and so, yeah. everyone's keeping hygienic and no flu. And um, what do you think, David? Well, this would be definitely uh, not a buy at right. here. It's too expensive. Um, it, it uh, like uh, Mark was saying, they've been on an aggressive acquisition uh, path. They've uh, acquired three <coughs> other funeral businesses in the first half, and they're acquiring another two in this half. Yeah. Um, you know, their growth, uh, the earnings growth here, like the you know, it was impressive in that net profit after tax was up 30%. But, you know, you're talking for half year, 7.8 million on a half mm. a billion dollar valuation business. It's yep. a bit rich. Uh, plus, yep. they have they also paid out $15 million to terminate a management agreement. And oh. so that was half in cash and half in shares. Right. Plus, they raised $50 million. So there's more capital being raised for obviously for acquisitions. But just the valuation is a bit steep. And on the chart, it does show that this is this is um, weakening here, and it's right on the fifty, on the fifty-day moving average right now. And uh, if this breaks and closes below four dollars thirty, I'm out. I'd be out. Okay. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't not. The, it, it looks like there's a double top pattern as well, uh, forming up here, which is you know a bearish um, pattern as well. So. So yeah. Clint's got a good observation there. It could he be has. losing momentum. Uh, definitely. So yeah, not a buyer. I'd be taking profits and certainly exiting. The bottom line is $4.25. If it goes below that, that's it, it's gone. Right, okay. Yeah. All right, there you go, Clint. Uh, question, should I stick with her or do I get out while I'm ahead? David's saying, get out while you're ahead by the sound of it. Uh, let's check our uh, first five stocks and our stock of the day, AGL, a nibble from both uh, Mark and David. Put your toe in the water, it looks pretty good value. Uh, Magellan, uh, a no from Mark. David's torn. You could see the angst on his face talking about Magellan. He, he was, he doesn't like rock star statuses and all that sort of stuff, but he's saying at these levels, it's, so I think we persuaded him to a nibble, but only a small one. Uh, Silk Laser, uh, a yes from uh, Mark, uh, a no from David, but certainly on his watch list. Um, Silver Lake, a yes from both, although in that gold sector, Mark uh, prefers Northern Star and Gold Road. David prefers <coughs> West African resources, isn't yeah, it? West w African a resources. Yeah. Uh, Credit Corp, um, a sell from Mark. David doesn't mind at these levels. And Propel Funerals, a sell from David and a hold from Mark. Um, here on the call, um, our new fantasy portfolio is live. Our first investment committee meeting is available online for you to watch. How our experts picked at which stocks it made into uh, the call's high conviction fund. Let's have a look at how the portfolio looks at the moment. Uh, there's an equal allocation to BHP, Macquarie, Mineral Resources, Steadfast, Aristocrat, Ordinate, CSL and NextDC and Universal Store, and uh, half units into Qantas and Frontier Digital Ventures, and uh, the Investment Committee is keeping 20% in cash. Every month the committee will meet to assess the buyers, the holds and the sells, as discussed. For example, Silver Lake will come up 
in the next investment committee to see whether it should go into the portfolio or not. Should it go into as a new stock or replace another one there? Um, and you can see um, you can see all of uh, what happens in the investment committee um, online as well. And uh, it's a part of educating you into all of us into portfolio strategy and all that sort of stuff. So um, keep the requests coming through to the call each day because that feeds the stocks to the investment committee. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second to none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own under assets consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, now in this half hour we take a look at uh, Sol Pats, Washington H. Sol Patterson, Elders, Incitec Pivot, Star Farmer and Harvey Norman. Again a great selection of stocks. Um, Mark let's kick it off with Washington H. Sol Patterson. Joe wants to be on that. Uh, Joe says I started investing uh, in Sol uh, when it was marked, uh, it's been marked down over the last six months. Seems to be a stable stock for dividends. Also, I've noticed they have a 33% stake in New Hope and Coal. Uh, I own uh, New Hope Coal, rather. I own Whitehaven, and I know there are going to be massive dividends in coal companies over the next 12 months. So, because coal stocks have risen so much, do you think Sol Pats, at its depressed price, is a good way to get into more coal? as well as um, other, their other investments. I know people don't like coal, but you have to be realistic. Hydrogen, wind turbines, solar are definitely not ready to replace it fully at the moment, is Joe's view. Yeah, look, I agree with Joe. And I think that's pretty smart thinking on his behalf, to be honest. Um, look, Solpats has been an extraordinarily consistent performer. I think it's increased dividend you know, every year for forever, basically. Um, you know, they're... Um, they're a bit more of a private equity sort of Berkshire Hathaway model, really. Um, say you'd invested $1,000 in CBA or Solpats you know, 20 years ago, you're, you're a good 30 or 40% ahead on your Solpats. So yep. they've got a great track record there and um, fairly decent dividends. So their shares are cheaper than NTA, which is, you know, um, as of about sort of the, I think, a couple of dollars ago, to be honest. So... Um, Look, in these, in these uncertain times, and obviously with those, you know, the big stakes in coal, etc. I think they've got some brickworks in TBG um, yep. as well. They're, um, yeah, look, I like them down here. I think they're, they're um, a little bit of safety at the moment with, um, you know, with, a, with a turning rate environment in the US and obviously here probably a little bit later on. Um, geopolitical uncertainty, etc. I, th I think these, these guys are... With, the, with that solid history of um, you know, always delivering is you know, the sort of stocks you want to go for and they have fallen away quite considerably from their highs. So yeah, look, I'm, I'm more than happy to buy Solpats here at the moment. Okay. Um, just, on, just on the back of having that margin of safety with their, um, you know, with their history. Right. David? Uh, I'm not a buyer of Sol Patterson. Um, look, their return on equity has, has been pretty flat, to tell you the truth. And, uh, so, you know, they've been a consistent dividend payer. It's actually the second oldest company listed on the ASX. Mm. I think they started 1872 as a pharmacy in Pitt Street. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, I'll tell you that pharmacy still there. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, but look, on their multiples, look, if you want, 
if you want to get into salt pads, guess which is the best way to do it? Through Brickworks. Brick okay. Brickworks have got 26%, and All they're right. a third of the market cap. See, salt pads is 9 billion market cap, Brickworks is, is 3 billion, and you're getting 26% off salt pads. So it's a right. cheap, much cheaper way. You know, you're getting much better value by buying Brickworks to get into salt pads. So I wouldn't be buying salt pads for that reason alone. Um, also, with Whitehaven Coal, I mean, look, it contributes around, um, um, I think I worked it out, was um, about 5% of the profit. This is before, you know, thermal coal prices right. have escalated. Mm -hmm. So that'll be obviously higher. But it's about the, the profit also of salt pads was about 328 million after tax. And now if you take Brickworks, it's 285 million. Right. So you see the, the valuation yeah, yeah, yeah. factor here. So that, that's what I, I like Brickworks, but again, both stocks are trending down. So for that reason alone, I can't buy it until I see a change of, change of trend. That's just right. my golden rule I've learned is- So you, you go Brickworks? Brickworks. Now, we had you, you, I was just going to say, yeah. checking my trusty little book here last <laughs> week, Mark, uh, Brickworks came up. Mm. You said accumulate yeah, Brickworks yeah, yeah. at the time. So, so it's, it's pretty much same, same, yeah. Right. So obviously with David's argument there with the valuation, et cetera, but, but obviously, yeah, I like both, um, essentially. And yeah, be yeah, a buyer accumulate again. Um, uh, basically on that, on that basis. And, yeah. you know, it's... Um, yeah, either or, I think, of okay. fairly decent additions to the portfolio. All right. Uh, Darcy wants a view, uh, David, on Elders, the uh, big agricultural conglomerate. Uh, it's been put to me in the past that Elders is like a, um, an agricultural LIC because it yeah. <laughs> seems to have an interest in everything from real estate to financing in yeah. the rural sector to owning properties, handling grain, the whole lot. What do you think of elders? I actually don't mind. I mean, look, it's so much dependent on the weather, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. Things can change pretty quickly. And the weather's um, pretty stop, top of mind at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got to say, uh, elders at this value, this, I mean, they've been really, if you look at the chart on elders, if you, if you have a look at that, look at that. Look at that. Wow. I mean, you know, where would you like to buy this stock? Yeah, uh, up yep. here or down the lower part, you know, now, yep. I would be a holder, you, you certainly, um, but look at, if it breaks above that level there that you're looking at right now, technically, that's a buy. Uh, if it breaks above that, what we call resistance level, that's been in place there for at least a year. <coughs> um, but what a trading stock this is going sideways for the last year, look at it. Mm. So that's a fantastic, um, you know, if you're a trader, that is a technical yeah. trader alone, but I'd love to buy it at the lows. Um, right. But I, I really like elders. I think um, the, you know they're, they're really starting to, especially with agricultural prices going up as well. But you've also got diesel costs, you know, as well going up. But they're making a lot of money out of the real rural real yeah. estate market as well. Um, so you like it, but not here. Not at this level. I'd right. love to buy it cheaper. You know, right. back at those lows. You know, but mm. look, if it breaks above these highs, then I think it'll start running up. You okay. know, but it, I, I do like it. Lower levels. I know. Was I reading last week? Despite all the floods and everything, um, we've had a record uh, wheat crop uh, this year at record prices because of uh, the Russian-Ukraine conflict. Yeah. Mm. Because both of them are, are big wheat producers, so um, our farmers could be on the cusp of um, a pretty good couple mm. of months. 
Yeah, look, I, I'm, um, we're fortunate enough that we do. We were buying elders around the $10 mark. Um, so oh, it's so one of those- up. You bought it. Yeah, David's but, but as exactly to David's point, we have traded that range in the active division at Macro a couple of times now. So, right. um, I, you know, it yields relatively well. I'm a country boy, so I, I tend to have a, I'm probably a little bit biased, but, um, but just in talking to my father running a cattle farm, you know, the elders takes a clip at cattle sale yards, rural yep. property, <laughs> grain, fertiliser everywhere. So they're kind of going to be, a bit, they're going to be immune to inflation as well. Mm. So, and you know, my, my father's gone from selling yearlings for $1,000 a year ago to $2,200 now. So oh. prices of, and, and rural property prices now, particularly yeah. my hometown, are just absolutely through the roof. Where's so, your hometown? Uh, Bellingen near Coffs Harbour. Right. So um, they'll be oh, under, underwater. Right? Yeah, no, no, they're fine. So oh, uh, it rains there all the time. So that uh, right. usually there's a bridge between the town that gets flooded about once every uh, 18 months. But um, but I think most of that for sort of flood damage is sort of more is a little bit further north. But um, but yeah, look, these guys just take a clip everywhere. Essentially, um, we've probably got favourable agricultural conditions. Even though this is a cyclical business, um, I agree with David in terms of I would probably be looking to buy on a break to the upside, for even to to add to the position that we've existing we have mm, on existing. Okay. Um, there's a few others in this space that we like as well. But from a defensive standpoint. I, I think these. I, I think it'll actually break through this time around. Um, mm. Just on the back of wheat prices, obviously going right. absolutely ridiculously high uh, due to the Ukraine, etc. So mm. um, we're going to have a lot of soft commodities in in quite a quite a um, quite a shortage. Obviously, grain corp will be quite high up there as well. Um, yeah. And they've you know they they're very very good at managing their supply chain as well. So even though grain corp seems a little bit expensive, but um, See the next stock being IPL as well. Yeah, you know, there'd be probably a similar basket, but I, I think the um, this defensive sector really in, in, in consumer staples is pretty undervalued anyway, to be honest. Okay. Um, mm. And they uh, they tend to go well in inflationary. So you so you would buy it at this level? I I'd, I'd buy it on a break. I'd be on the break up. So yeah, hold, the, hold the it the moment because if this range holds, you you're going to be yeah. you're going to be out of the money pretty quickly. But if if it if it starts to break through those recent highs, those fifty two week highs, then I think so. You're a bit like David, just wait. Yeah. Uh, this point is quite critical. Just the, we, for, yeah, we've uh, traded back and forth in the stock right. a few okay. times, and it's probably mm. a pretty risky place to be buying it. All right, uh, Mark Rhino wants a view on Intertech Pivot, the uh, big chemical fertilizer group. Um, Rhino says, considering the movement in energy prices, I'd have thought we'd see the stock catch catch a bid. Obviously, there's some congestion from its Wagaman plant uh, being shut down, <coughs> although the majority seems covered by insurance. My back of the envelope for spot prices in their production gives me 50% plus upside to the current share price. Rhino wants to know what's he missing. In fact, Incidec Pivot was mentioned by Nathan, <coughs> excuse me, a little time ago when the whole Ukraine-Russia thing Ooh. started because is it Russia or Ukraine is the biggest manufacturer of fertiliser in the world? Yeah, uh, yeah, they are. He thinks, he thought Incidec Pivot might really catch a, a good pass from that. Yeah, we, we, we prefer New Farm uh, in this space. Um, ah, okay. But um, IPL, obviously, that Wagaman ammonia factory just has been a bit of a. Every time the stock gets on a run, there's there's a problem a problem with that plant. Right. So yeah. that's probably why it's been held back a little bit. Um, 
but yeah, look, gas and ammonia prices significantly higher. Again, same as elders, weather weather is pretty um, you know pretty favourable in Australia probably for the next eighteen months worth of yep. you know reporting uh, for these companies. So. Um, it's, it's got a pretty high PE ratio compared to the sector. Um, you know, elders are say 12, these guys are like 40. So, mm. I, you know, that's, I probably prefer say elders and new farm in the space. Um, but yeah, look, you know, we obviously, yeah, Ukraine and mm. Russia really probably puts a little bit of urgency into these stocks, I suppose. Um, I'm not adverse to buying um, this tech, but um, so I'm still happy to call it a buy, particularly right. with the um, with the tailwinds at the moment of the you know the soft commodity shortage, etc., and um, obviously the the fertilizer shortage. But um, yeah, probably probably New Farm is, is our preferred right. pick. So, but um, and Elders would be your second. Well, Elders is a slightly area. different business, right. but it's as you said, it's a bit more like an agricultural ETF, and yeah. it'll benefit for different reasons, the property prices particularly. Okay. So. Um, but that, the whole sector at the moment, you know, I think people were starting to get out because we, we are coming towards the, we thought we were going to have El Nino finish this year. It's po- possibly now extending out till the following year. So having favourable conditions and then in the addition mm. of um, the sh- uh, soft commodity shortages, I think you're probably looking at buying them again because I think okay. the cycle will extend for another year. David? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm a buyer for this. I do like, uh, you know, especially on the back of what Mark was saying with the commodities cycle here, the, the commodities boom. So they're benefiting with the explosives yep. uh, chemicals business. But, um, and um, they've also, you know, acquired this um, Titan Noble business, which will be um, earnings accretive at 7.8 times, 7. times earnings. So they got that at a good price. Plus um, AdBlue, which is this... Um, with mm. the federal government, with um, you know, uh, stuff in the truck exactly fuel, is that? for modern diesel engines to control nitrogen oxide pollutants. Mm. So uh, they've done a deal there with the the federal government of um, a secured a twenty nine point four million dollars. Because there's a there. global shortage of that, yeah. isn't there? Because that's right. That's produced mainly in Russia too. I think. Yeah, yeah. they did have a problem with uh, their Wagaman uh, ammonium plant. Looks like mm. in the US, but that that's actually been resolved. It's, an insurance claim and it's uh, back up, upper, up right. and operational. So it was a minor um, setback. Uh, but look, overall, and I think on the chart, the last time I looked at it, you know, it's it's moving back up positive. Look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look, that that's above back above the 50-day moving average. So that would be a buy for me. Right. And you know, just in the outlook with the commodity cycles as well. So everything's okay. ticking. Look at that. It's it's heading in the right direction. Um, it's a hold and definitely a buy. Okay. All right. Uh, Renee David wants a view on Star Pharma, the biotechnology company. Uh, basically, has um, two divisions. I have this yeah. Viva Gel, um, and yeah. then uh, a nasal spray, which they the nasal spray um, sort of has yeah COVID sort of um, yeah, implications as well, but. Mm. Um, and overseas, it's sold pretty widely overseas, but um, our Therapeutic Goods Association won't approve it here, which is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, that is interesting. I look, the, the company's never made a profit now, unfortunately. Right. They're in financial distress as well. So, um, you know, for that reason as well, it's a 350 million market cap. Um, 
look, they've got some, the, the products are sound promising, but look, their cash balance is 51 million. Revenue was 1.9 million. So they really need to sign some commercial agreements. 1.9 million? Yeah, 1.9 million. Total revenue. revenue? Yeah, but it's up 200%. Oh, you okay. know, for a rather half year. Right. So it sounds impressive, up 200%. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but a reported wow. half-year loss of 8.4 million, um, and net operating cash flows. This is just for the half year. Was yeah. 11.2 million net outflows of 11.2. Right. So, you know, they've got to commercialise some of these products. They, they sound like they've got some very interesting products here, but the biotech sector—that's what it's like. And plus, the trend is not your friend yeah. for that reason. It's yeah. uh, it, it doesn't tick any of my boxes. My, my comments will echo David's completely, pretty much. So, um, yeah, look, they've got about four years, maybe five years left of cash. Um, they haven't commercialised this. And look, the, the spray now, look, we've got the UK has zero restrictions now. Uh, we're moving mm. towards that. The US is pretty much past, um, really gone past uh, worrying about COVID, to be honest. So, um, they have two product lines and one of them is pretty much going to end up just drifting off into the distance, I think, that, yep. that spray. So um, it's not really, I don't, I'm not a fan of biotechs. Um, I'd rather be looking at it in terms of if volume starts to pick up leading into these things um, mm. for no reason in particular. Usually that's a, a fair sign that there could be some sort of announcement coming up. But yep. um, no, it's a sell and avoid okay. for me, yeah. All right. Uh, that's a big drop in just a year from those heady heights of uh, 235, isn't it? Uh, our final stock, Tilly wants a view, Mark, on uh, Harvey Norman, the uh, the big retailer. Yeah, look, um, they've had pretty decent growth in Europe. They've obviously had the tailwinds of COVID as well. Um, people buying couches, etc. Um, they've got a pretty good yield. Uh, overall, I'd probably prefer Nick Scarly, JB Hi-Fi, and maybe even, say, West Farmers. Um, oh over over uh, Harvey Norman at the moment. They do have some stores in Eastern Europe, which should be interesting to see how uh, um, how their supply chain West is. Farmers because of Bunnings and Office Works. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kmart, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, look, the, um, but yeah, Slovenia and uh, Croatia, so I don't know how, how uh, supply chain's gonna go in those European stores, which was a source of, um, a decent source of their growth. Um, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't expect this Ukraine um, issue to spread, but it, um, it's certainly not going to um, help supply chain issues that are already yeah. existing. Um, um, but yeah, look, I, I don't. I don't mind the business. I think it's too high here at the moment. I'd rather be buying it on a dip. Um, but like I said, it's it's a reliable. If you can get back down towards that, you know, maybe the the low or sort of mid fours or just below five bucks or something, you might have a look at it. Yeah. The rest of the markets rally, but I, it's not quite. Um, it's not quite, you know, it's not quite at, a, at an attractive enough price at the moment, but it's um, it's a pretty consistent performer and I, I don't mind the business. It's got a pretty low PE compared to the sector as well. So, um, yeah, I'd just say hold for now um, and be much more interested at lower prices. Okay. Uh, David? Oh, look, I, I'm i so impressed with Harvey Norman and, you know, the results they accomplished during COVID. They, got, they paid off half a billion dollars in debt. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. It's probably their most highest record profit ever during yep. COVID. Yep. So, um, you know, their, their numbers are really impressive here. Their earnings per share is just, I mean, growing and their return on equity is up to 23%. Um, 
their their net assets, their property portfolio is worth about three point five billion. You know, they've got a market cap of six. That's what we forget about. Don't exactly. We forget about it's a property play as well as, as a retail well. play. Um, you know, so their net assets is growing with a with the property portfolio as well. Um, and their earnings are, are just fantastic, like 430 million profit in half a year, yeah. 20 cent declared fully frank dividend. So you can buy the stock now to get the dividend that uh, goes X by the end of this month. Mm. That's 20 cents. Yeah. So I'm a buyer of this stock. Okay. I am a buyer for that. And I would be putting, again, it's above the 50 day moving average. It, look, it, it's starting to try and move its way back up, struggling, but it's above the 50. Um, but it, if it closed below $5, I'd have to exit, so that's not. Right. That's only five percent below where it is right now, and like well, I said, well, gee, that's a bit of a a knife edge, though, is it? So you'd buy, but put your stop loss below on a close, right? Okay, it can dip, but on a close, close is the critical thing, right? That it closes below five. So it's in I, you know, really it tricky bit. territory at the moment. Um, look, it's holding really steady. Every time it's dipped below the fifty, it's big buying Back comes up. in okay so there's a lot of support there's not a lot of selling on the volume so you've got to look at the volume yep. when it goes when a stock goes down you've got to look at the volume if there's a lot of volume in the se selling or not and you know, if there's little volume in the selling and then you see the stock go, uh, stock price moving back up with increased buying volume, that's a very good sign. Right. So it's consolidating here. That's what it's doing right now. So look, I, I really very impressed with their mm. results, their, their property portfolio, and uh, I'd, I'd be a buyer of Harvey Norman okay. here. All right. Uh, let's recap the, uh, the final five stocks, uh, Solpats, um, a yes from Mark, uh, a no from uh, David. He preferred if you want to get into Solpats, do it via Brickworks. Yeah. That's a better path for him. Uh, Elders, a no from David, a hold from uh, from Mark. Incitec Pivot, uh, a yes from both of them. Although um, Mark prefers New Farm and Elders, if you want to be in that sector, uh, Elders a different sort of business, but it's agricultural exposed. Uh, Star Farmer, a no from both. Um, Harvey Norman, a hold from Mark um, in that retail sector. Um, his preference is Nick Scarley, JB Hi-Fi and Wes Farmers. Um, and a buy from David. Um, really good batch of stocks that you sent through today. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for that. And I love the questions attached to them because mm. it gives us a, a real indication into your thinking um, and uh, made us think about a couple of the stocks differently as well here today, particularly the la uh, Silk Laser. Uh, Brady did a great job. Uh, Mark Garbett from Macro, always great to see you, mate. Cheers. Thank you kindly. And David Novak from Wealthwise, always good to see Pleasure. you as well. Thank you. Um, that was a fun hour, wasn't it? Um, if you've got any stocks you'd uh, like us to analyse and for me to put to our expert panel, uh, put them in an email to call at ausbiz.com.au or tweet us using the TV handle. Uh, find out all the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. <laughs>
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.